lamb and listen in. We've got a lot to say. Rachel and I'm Maddie and welcome to Chew and Swallow. So this is our first ever episode. Ooh ah. Um, we literally had this idea to start a podcast. We had everything done in a week because we came up with this idea in one afternoon, and um, and we're both ADD. Yeah, yeah. So, so we hyper focus on things. The hyper focus is real. All right. Maybe we should talk about the the name. Yeah. I mean, we kind of we kind of came up with this idea because we were working, right? And we were we were like thinking we're so funny because we're hilarious. Yeah, that's true. And we were like, why don't we sit down and like record our conversations? Why? Because we're so cool and awesome. Why don't we just do this? <laughs> so and we're both can in listen. the tech industry. Like, why didn't we do this before? Why did we not? Why did we wait? How long has it been since we've known each other? <laughs> why didn't we start this on day one? Honestly, we should January have. 10th. The chemistry? Yeah, almost a full year before we had this idea. So much wasted time. That's accurate. Should I dive into the the children's book that this name came from? Yes, that's a children's book. It's a different rendition of the popular book, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And the first page is, Welcome to the town of Chew and Swallow, all one word. All one word. Yep. <laughs> we also thought it was the funniest thing that we've ever read. So we sat there for probably like a full 20 minutes just dying laughing at the name of this stupid town in a kid's book. I cannot believe children running around the playground and being like, haha, I'm in the land of Chew and Swallow. And then the teacher overhearing like, <laughs> it's raining mashed potatoes. <laughs> These kids are messed up. Move <laughs> over, Benny. Life. The hot gravy's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just gets third degree burns. <laughs> you know, just an average day in Chew and Swallow. Get some sun, kids. <laughs> we love nature. <laughs> anyway, well... So, I guess, yeah, um, one of us is Chew, the other one's Swallow. You can guess which one. Go ahead and guess right now before we tell you. Okay, time's up. I'm Swallow. (laughs) I'm Chew. (laughs) And you are digesting, and together we are the The digestive digestive system. (laughs) Well, okay. And we should also introduce ourselves. So, uh, we thought we should do it in the most direct way possible. Yeah. Do you want to go first, or should I go first? Sure. I'll I'll go ahead and uh, describe Maddie. Um... My, my pal over here, Maddie. Just picture the Mona Lisa, you know? Beautiful, beautiful painting. Just a beautiful work of art, which is what Maddie is. And also, um, just imagine the Mona Lisa with a gigantic smile and dimples. And you have Maddie. Mixed with the most artistic human being you'll probably ever meet. She has it all, friends. And she's just creme de la creme of a human being. Artistic, sarcastic, hilarious, and fun. That's the end of mine. Okay, I was told it was going to be short and sweet. It is, but I kept going and I was on a roll. Literally, somebody called me the Mona Lisa the other day that I looked like the Mona Lisa. And I was like, I can't tell if that's a compliment or an insult. Because I would be a work of art, but also wasn't the Mona Lisa supposed to be ugly? She was? I thought she was supposed to be ugly. Oh my god. 
But like, who's I didn't mean it. I thought she was okay looking. (laughs) I'm okay with the Mona Lisa. I mean, is that her name? No. What's Mona Lisa? Who's Lisa? No one knows who it is. No one knows who Mona Lisa is. We don't know enough about this painting. Do you know it's literally the size of like notebook paper? Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And people like waste their lives wanting to see that shit. No, for Go real. on the fucking Google. Wait, didn't somebody throw something at the Mona Lisa? <laughs> they threw cake at the Mona Lisa. Why? I think it was cake. What did Mona ever do I to you? Know. Mona's just trying to live. Everyone <laughs> thinks she's ugly. <laughs> she's cracking. She's so old. Like, Poor leave thing. her alone. Poor thing. Anyway. She just needs some moisturizer. She just... They're obviously doing a terrible job with her skincare. Obviously. But I think the Mona Lisa's pretty, so... I think you know what me too because I look like her and I have to have some self-confidence yeah but your smile is way better than her whatever the fuck her <laughs> she's face got resting is bitch face absolutely Same. 100% yeah that's why I like you oh yeah <laughs> all right so uh, here we go Rachel since I tried to match this with the short and sweet it was short and sweet that was not short and well, sweet. well I went on a tangent because I just I had some ideas okay keep okay. going all right so imagine Vanilla ice cream with chocolate sprinkles. No. And glasses. Why chocolate sprinkles? You love chocolate sprinkles. No. You're lying to me. I like rainbow. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, well. Who likes chocolate sprinkles? Me, bitch. Of course (laughs) you would. You would. And this is the person who doesn't like cake cones. I like flavor. That leads me to my next point. Oh, my God. With a cake cone. (laughs) And that was the end of my description. But now it's not good enough, so I'm going to come back with another one. No, I loved it. <laughs> except you. the chocolate sprinkles. Okay, we'll change it to rainbow sprinkles. Okay, that's better. With the cake cone. If you yeah. don't, if uh, anyone doesn't know what a cake cone is, it's um, trash. No. It's, uh, it's misleading, for sure. Because it looks like, oh, I'm going to eat this cone. And then you eat it, and there's nothing there. Because it's <laughs> air. <laughs> Okay, you know what? It is quality. That is the best cone. Hands down, that is the best cone. It's it gonna... soaks up the ice cream, Maddie, and it and it is the essence of the ice cream when you like I that last you, bite. Oh my that, god! That thing, the cake cones are gonna outlive us all because they will survive the apocalypse and nuclear bombs. Yeah, because people like them, <laughs> <laughs> and they will live on, and uh, the Earth will go on. The dinosaurs went extinct. The humans went extinct, and now it, there's just cake cones. <laughs> there's just cake cones <laughs> all right how did we how did we we should we should we, get into that we met um january of this year of 2022 um we both started at our job at the same time and we were both small women uh in the tech industry and um we kind of bonded over, you know, being, you know, the same person. Well, yes, but also <laughs> besides the cake cone. Okay, you know what? We will discuss the cake we'll cone get back later. To the cake. We'll circle back. <laughs> um, we kind of bonded through, you know, men and men pissing us off um, in our job specifically because uh, we're in AV. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, men men um, run the tech industry. Yeah. It is a very male-dominated industry. And it's all one color. It's white. <laughs> We're also white. We are, we are white. So, you know, there's a thing there. <clears throat> yes. 
But I would like to tell the story of the exact moment we met and possibly the moments leading up to that because I, the only thing I was told about you is that you were a small girl who did music work for your dad's band and traveled around. He told me that he loves watching you fight with the tripod screens, the the eight foot tripod screens. Yeah, um, but you know what? I'm a boss at it now. A boss. A boss. You did in fact take a video of of you setting up the screen the first week you were there. Yeah, I came in so I had a day where I didn't necessarily need to come in and they kind of gave me the option and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna learn how to put up an eight foot tripod screen. So I you're came a boss in. ass bitch I with am. initiative. I yes. Initiative. And I need a raise. True. Not naming any names. Um <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money. That's you the American dollar. Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I spent like I spent like two hours fighting with those things. It's true. But you know what? I'm a I'm I'm a fucking boss at it now. It's so. true. You're great at it. But my favorite part of the story is Rachel thought she was going to hate me because our boss told Rachel, which you should never tell women before they meet each other, anything similar to this. No. But what did he say? He said, he said, oh, she's she's a real go getter. She'll keep you on your toes. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, chill. I just want to hang, you know, like I'm a slow walker. I'll get my shit done and I get my job done and I care about my job. But I also care about, you know, leisure time. This bitch is going to come in here all smiles with a optimistic attitude, ready to ready to go. That's what I thought. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to hate this person. And those sound like all good qualities, but they are not. If you have been in the service industry long enough, you, you like your soul has been taken and you're not getting it back. Like if anyone comes into a service job with all smiles, something is wrong. But also like it was more of like oh shit, she's going to be positive about everything and I'm not going to be able to complain (laughs) around her type of thing. And it was almost like, oh great, I'm going to have to keep up with this girl and show my worth, you know? That would not ever be true for you because you literally cannot be anyone but yourself. That is true. I, yeah, it's physically impossible for me. Physically and mentally. That's my favorite thing about you. Oh my God, thank you. And by the way, yes, let's get on to the best moment So as you know, both of us have ADHD and you can think that's fake if you want to, but this is the story that's going to prove that it's real. This is gold. (laughs) Um, So we were in the office. We had just met each other. We're the same height. We have the same complexion, the same color hair. I said, I am looking at myself right now. And Rachel's like, I hate this bitch. (laughs) That is not what I thought. No, No, because when I walked in the room, I was like, this girl's cool. Okay, okay. I vibe with her because I can tell as soon as I walk in a room, I can tell. You can. It's true. She predicts people's lives. You should never meet Rachel if you have something to hide because mm. she can tell you the day you're going to die. But <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bitch is going to die in a, in a car accident. In a, okay. <laughs> in a giant nuclear explosion. Um, But so we're both there. Our boss is telling us what to do, you know, laying it all out for us. This is like one of my first 
entrances into AV, like the audiovisual stuff. Yeah, you had more experience. I feel like I just with got audio, but we were doing media. all visual. It's that's true. We were doing all visual that day. So so our boss just like sent us out because you know he likes to do that. Just mm-hmm. like go get lost in the hotel and do this task with minimal details. And it's very much the sink or swim method. It really is. But I was so thankful to have another person because I was like, I am not getting lost in this hotel by myself. But explaining all this to us, like, I don't know what's happening. I'm zoning out. And I'm like, wow, it's so early. And I didn't focus on a single, single word he was telling me. And then we get out. And the first thing I say to Rachel is, I zoned out during that entire thing. Did you listen to what we had to do? And you go, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I zoned out. You said, I zoned out too. <laughs> and I said, this is the first moment of bonding. And also, we are fucked. <laughs> because I'm trying to prove my worth as a woman. I literally came in for my interview in heels, these like oh, long I came pants. In, yeah. And like, I, don't, I don't wear heels. I wore heels to mine too. I literally, I was like on top and I was so just like standoffish mm-hmm. to any male person yeah. at that interview. And so like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, like be a boss over here and like prove that I can do this. Yeah. And we're over here like, oh no. Like, we have we, no idea what we're one, doing. We don't know where we are. <laughs> we don't How know. do you get to the other side of the hotel? We don't know what we're doing. We don't know any of the equipment. Um, <laughs> so we go to the other side of the hotel and we figure it out because we're so smart. We are. We are. But we each got like very small con like clues, like projector. Okay. <laughs> Keywords. It's like we dreamed it, the whole thing. It really was, but that's how we operate. That's it's how we are now. True. It, but that's true even now because though like people will say things and we're the only two women on this team, by the way, mm-hmm. um, people will say things to us. And they communicate very differently. Like, they, they just decide to keep talking when they could just say things in one sentence. Honestly, just give me a few words and I understand what's going which on. Which, this doesn't make sense because we're starting a podcast in which we talk for an hour. That's true. That is true. But we have a lot to say. We do. But yeah. also, we can talk to each other and That's stay true. focused. It's the other ones. It's true. They'll say things. They'll be like, huh, huh, huh. That's all I hear. Yeah. And then I'm waiting to hear. Like, I listen to the title of, the, of like, what they're about to say. Well, it's like the Peanuts parents. Right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I'll hear, okay, projector. Okay, screen. Okay, DAC-70. Okay, SDI. Yeah. And then I'll be like, great. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do now. I just, I, I pick out the words I want to listen to, and then my eyes glaze over, and yeah. I have no idea. Anyway, I'm so proud of us for the first day because that was a very difficult task for somebody, two people who did not know what they were doing at all. Yeah. <laughs> and we knocked it out. We did. And then our boss come back, comes back into the room to check on us and he goes, wow, I didn't think you guys were going to get this done. And we, we, you know, we just wiped the dust off our shoulders. Right. All right. You want to talk about... You know, Asheville, Asheville, where we're from. Yeah, yeah, Asheville. So I moved to Asheville in 2015 for college, and I hated it for a year <laughs> straight. I hated Asheville. Did you hate Asheville or the school? I hated hmm, both. Well, you know what? Mostly the school. Because the people that I was surrounded by were people who didn't know who they were, which is like typical freshmen in college. Yeah. Who just left the nest. Yeah. And... I was like, all these people are trying to be fake. They all think they like Mac DeMarco. And I don't understand. I don't know who that is. It, exactly. And okay. you lived here your whole life. 
but they're trying yeah. to fit the vibe. There's like okay. a vibe here. There's the hippie vibe. That is true. That is true. The <laughs> and hipsters um, and the hippies, yeah. Right. And I, I gave it a listen and I was like, no. I mean, okay, you know, he's fine. He's not like terrible, whatever. Just not my style. He's yeah, not my style. Not your thing. But like that, that characterizes the entire population of UNC Asheville at that time. Anyway, I got through the whole four years, but then I got a job at a grocery store. <laughs> I was like, I like it here. Cause there's like a, it's a pretty I think I'm community. gonna like it here. <laughs> the thing about Asheville though, is that it keeps getting richer and whiter <laughs> and more, yeah, more expensive in general. Yeah. Very expensive. But you have different perspectives because Well, you- yeah, I grew up here. So like 20 years ago, well, I guess not quite 20 years ago, let's say like 15, it was not this way. It was very much like keep Asheville weird, like, you know, hippies all around, you know, arts and music and like a lot of like local music and a lot of local arts and stuff like that. And then people started moving in and moving here. And now it's just a big kind of tourist trap. It's a tourist trap. And like, yeah, there's still, you know, local art. There's still some local music, but it's not as, it's not as local because it's people coming from out of town into our town and bringing their stuff with them. And it's like San Francisco because all the people, the locals that made the community so special and made people want to move here are getting pushed out by those people. Well, I mean, they call, or they call Asheville little San Francisco. No, they don't. Yeah. Oh my God. That's I, like a thing. You heard it here first. You heard well, it actually you first, didn't folks. because they've been calling it that. So. I heard, I heard <laughs> that that's what they've called it. I don't know who's they, but they've been calling Who it are them. they? I hate them. <laughs> no, I love them because we're on the same page. I don't know. Asheville's a big mystery, big fat mystery because I hate it here and I love it here. Mm-hmm. And there's nowhere else right now that I would rather live. Yeah. But like, we definitely want to move. Yeah. At some point, you know. Yeah. But you can't beat the mountains here and the trees <sighs> and the, right? the leaves. Yeah. Yeah, we really do have a beautiful town. Oh my god, I have to tell you about the crisis that happened because that reminded me of what it's leaf season here. Yes, it is. I'll circle back to that. Perfect. I've been shaking in my boots. My my crisis on the way over here was that I tried to go on my porch to get to my car, which is just a few steps, Mm -hmm. and I was swarmed by wasps. Just I've I have not had this problem. I I do where they come from. I frequent the porch. I don't know. They're all around my house, and I watched them. I got in my car somehow. I got inside my car, and I was watching them for, like, five minutes. They had nowhere to be. Nowhere to be fast. And well, I apparently they had a job. They were just there to torment me. Mm-hmm. And I opened my door, and one of them, like, got close, and I was like, I opened a little bit more. And it almost came inside and said, oop. <laughs> no. I threw, threw the door back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was traumatizing. And so it's leaf season, right? So, like, there's a bunch of things falling through the air. So, like, even when I was driving, I swerved the wheel a little bit because a, a leaf would fall down from the sky. And I'd be like, oh, a shit. A wasp. <laughs> <laughs> and Maddie dies before we could even make the podcast. Well, I did, you know, I did call the car accident situation. <laughs> what? <laughs> the beginning. Oh, you did. Earlier. <laughs> See, I'm calling Rachel's a, a prophet. Just kidding. Just kidding. You're not going to die. She's You're an fine. oracle. Everything's fine. It's like oh the dog God. in the room with the fire. My anxiety is so high just thinking about having to go home right now. Oh, with the wasps? For the wasps. Get cabron. <laughs> <laughs> my roommate's dog. Ah, yes. My roommate's sweet dog, cabron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, His God. name is Carbon, but 
Rachel's roommate just don't know a thing or two about Spanish. Oh my god, so funny. That's a story for another time. We'll get into that yeah. later. Let's talk about our topic. Let's talk about it. You go. So, um, today's topic, we're going to be talking about the bad bitch era of right now. And the past few years, really, I feel like. Women, specifically women, Gen Z women, and men, and yeah. days. Anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone is really stepping up like for equality of for women and 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 you know lgbtq plus folks um and we wanted to talk about like what's going on that we've seen versus i'm going to talk about the 1920s because i see a little bit of similarities in there and also the 60s um there was a little a little something in there too uh the feminist movement and where it kind of all started really i mean i don't know if this is what where it started but um it 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 is known to be the you know beginning of like the turn of feminism that's what i think about when i think of like the first ever feminism like the beginnings the roots of feminism i don't know this is i didn't research it but that's what i think about i think about the short hair yeah i think about the 20s flapper yeah. girls yeah so that's what i was going to talk about i'll, I'll kind of start with like a description of a flapper girl really um so generally they were women under 30 they wore shorter dresses which was huge then they had lower necklines um high heels um they traded corsets for bras which bras are gonna come back around so remember that i'm so excited yeah and and like you said they cut their hair short um these women were women who smoked in public they drank in public uh they danced at jazz clubs um they practiced sexual freedom and i do want to mention that this was a time when um birth control was happening uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't know enough about it to feel comfortable giving information. But birth control was developing in this time. Um, this was right after World War II. It was the first generation of quote-unquote independent women, which is what we were just talking about. These were women that were, you know, getting into the workforce more. Because, you know, in, in World War One, they kind of, their husbands, their brothers, their dads, they were all going off and fighting in this war and the women kind of had to you know make money here so they were they were getting jobs and they were working outside the home which was like wow you know mama's working outside the home it's literally crazy to me to think that before that women did not go work no i, know. I mean maybe some but like can you imagine your life inside a house that would suck. with children the whole time I mean, to each their own. I know people still like that, and people want to be housewives and, and, and want to be moms. But it's and, different now. But it is different. Because you have more freedom as a woman. Well, yeah. Obviously, there's still so many challenges. Yeah, which we'll get into. But a downside of this was they were still, quote-unquote, women's jobs. So this was like, you know, assistants and house cleaners. Would and you say secretaries that do paperwork? Secretaries? <laughs> But yeah, they were still considered women's work, but, you know, it's a stepping stone. Um, <clears throat> they were trying to prove, really, that women didn't need no man. Strong, independent women who don't, don't need, need no, no man. man. That was literally a meme, I think. That was like... Yeah, don't need no man. <laughs> um, this shit was going down in the 1920s, which is badass. Like, some of these women, they were like... 
I don't need a man. No, I can go out and I can smoke know. and I can drink and I can have intercourse. Women create humans. We can do whatever we want. We yes, you're right. This was also the time of women's suffrage. So this was the time that bitches were going and being like, we need to vote. We need to have this power. You know what? We can go out and we can be a secretary and we can be an assistant or whatever. And we can clean houses. We should be able to vote. If we can get paid for a job, we should be able to vote. Literally. Like, do you think we're just dumb? Like, we don't like... Well, yes, they did. They thought we were lesser. All women were just Rapunzel. Yeah. No wonder women like Rapunzel so much. Bitches be all over Tangled. Except, you know what? She's a badass. She is a bad... Okay, wait, are you a Frozen or a Tangled person? No, I'm a Tangled person all the way. Okay, I'm Frozen. Like, 1% of the population and all children. What is wrong with you? I love Frozen. Frozen is... Of the reason I wanted no. to work for Disney, and then that dream got crushed because Disney crushed me as no. a person. Okay, you know what? Tangled. Anyway, this bitch hits men over the head with true. pan. It was not just any ordinary pan. It was definitely a cast iron. Yeah, that skillet. was like cast iron. <laughs> bitch was getting her iron. <laughs> she was. She's strong. <laughs> she didn't have no. She was holding that up. shit with one hand. <laughs> no lack of iron in her bloodstream. No. And How- where did she learn to tie men up like that? <laughs> I mean, she probably has some books, you know. I get, I get the hype surrounding Rapunzel. Some uh, a court of thorns and roses up in here. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Elsa is just energy. Lesbian. Okay, that's why I lesbian love Elsa. energy. This is why me and Elsa are vibing. I'm into that mysterious. You can't lesbian. marry a man you she, just met. She, uh, exactly. You can't marry a man. <laughs> Literally, just cut it off right there. <laughs> We all know she's gay. Why won't Disney just say it? Because it's Disney. It's Disney. Except do you know that Good Luck Charlie was the first Disney Channel show to show an openly lesbian couple? Like ever or in Disney ever. history? Okay, Disney. Uh, no, Disney. Just in Disney. Yeah, in Disney right, Channel. Right, that makes more sense. Yeah. I'm no, no, not ever. <laughs> Have you seen Ellen? Uh, <laughs> Just in general. Have you seen her? Have you seen Ellen? <laughs> that is a whole TV show about one person. A lesbian. One lesbian. <laughs> one lesbian in particular. Anyway, back to Elsa. Okay, no, really, back to the 20s. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to the 20s. Yeah, so this was, uh, women got the right to vote. 19th Amendment, let's go. Unfortunately, this was only white women. This was not any other ethnicity except white, which sucks. Really, it sucks. How, like, um, how did they legally jump through those hoops? Like all the, you know, can you just even think about the government that went okay, down? Okay, they had separate drinking fountains. It's awful. Like that was disgusting. Literally, wait, are people still alive from the 20s? No. Math. No. <laughs> They're dead. Are, are they? they? Are they alive? What's today? That's 100 years That's ago. That's 100 years <laughs> Some people are still alive. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I was born in 1929. Okay, you don't have anything to say. 1929. <laughs> You're 100 years old. Yeah, but no, August August 1920, the 19th Amendment came out. It was passed. Um, this did not include black women, unfortunately. Um, they had to fight another 40 years. 40 years? Yeah. Oh my God. What, and eight, it wasn't. What, four, five, six. Six, 1960. Yeah. No, oh. it was 1965 when the Civil <gasps> Rights Act passed. Oh, right. So that outlawed discriminatory there. voting practices 
and that's what gave black women the right to vote. It's disgusting how long it took for a change like that. That's literally 60 years ago. There are people alive right now. Yeah. I cannot believe that people think racism is not real. And literally there are people alive that were probably mad that black women could vote. Yeah. There's still people that are mad that we're, that we had a black president. That's so true. Oh my God. I, I know world. it's mind blowing. It's world. mind blowing. This was also like a time where this is awesome. This was the time when mental health and psychology actually started getting researched. Yeah, fuck you, Freud. Yeah, this was the time when study of mental health and psychology was kind of forming. Um, I mean, and it still wasn't really talked about. Not where I could have read, but uh, yeah, it was not really talked about. But it was getting studied. So, you know. Um, I do want to move on a little bit, though, to 1968. Here we go. Now, this is the bra-burning movement. Dude, <laughs> this is some bad bitch energy. Yeah. This is some Gen Z female energy. So, it was a protest, you'll love this, a protest against Miss America beauty pageant in Atlantic City. Heck yeah. Yeah. So they filled a freedom trash can, is what they called it, they called it a freedom trash can, with objects of feminine torture, quote unquote. So that was like makeup and magazines and bras this is the most artistic thing i've ever heard oh i know this is some shit asheville would have mm-hmm. well old asheville yeah old asheville uh bras but bras were the important thing True. is what was happening this was like a global like this got global attention this got everybody's attention and it was it was to it was uh to invoke a powerful image for women, I'm not really sure. That's literally performance art and yeah. activism. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Um, but and and for a lot of people, it did have that effect on them. It did have, oh wow, this is amazing. Like yes, go women. Like we don't need no fucking bras. Because that's that's like peaceful protesting and like speaking out and doing something about it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's disgusting? There were other people who thought it was hot. No. They're like, ooh, that's sexy. So other people being men? <laughs> yes, men. Yeah. Other people. <laughs> but you know what? It had a lasting impact on the world. And it is also a glow. Like, it's a, I mean, it's a freaking symbol of the feminist movement. Like, that's a big thing is bra burning. When I brought up feminism, my mom actually asked me, she was like, are you going to talk about the bra burning? Wow. And I was like, absolutely I am. Okay. But yeah, that was all I had on that. Um, I do want to hear what you have to say. Okay, and then about we'll Gen kind Z? of yeah about Gen Z, and then we're gonna kind of go into like some similarities and some things that I found that okay. were interesting connection between the two. Amazing! I'm so excited to talk about Gen Z because I think it relates a lot to the flappers, the 20s flappers. Again, no one alive can tell us this, but I believe it. Well, with the research, we kind of can take out some things. I just love, like, I, we're both, I'm 25, you're 24. Mm -hmm. This is 2022. Yeah. So we're, I've looked it up. We're in the cusp area. So we're zillennials. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes you identify more with Gen Z. Yeah. And I when it comes to pop culture, I definitely identify yeah. more with the Gen Z. Like, and not necessarily technology, but like, what do I want to say? The social trends, not mm -hmm. even just social media, but social trends. Yeah. Like, you'll know them before I do. And like, I, I try, I actively try to know things. 
and I, I fail because all I all I seek out is like cat videos. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> I spend a lot more time on a different side of the internet than you do. Yeah, we yeah. have different. I mean, obviously, we have different for you pages on TikTok. Yeah, we're definitely seeing other things. Which TikTok? I will get. I do. I get into TikTok. Yes, you I'm, do get into I TikTok. I will talk about TikTok because it is so important to me. I also like studying mass communication right now, like every other bitch in America. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I know something about mass communication. But there's this article I found, ThinkHouseHQ.com, which. It was, it's just an article on the internet, right? You just Google search it. I tried first to go on JSTOR and like, you know, some what quote unquote high quality sites like ProQuest Central, JSTOR, because I'm in school and I have access to this for free, which it right, should right, not right, right. be paid, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I went on JSTOR and I was like, I searched things from feminism and Gen Z like and feminism and like younger population. No research. None. And it's been long enough to where some of that should be published. Yeah. And probably has been studied before by people. But I have this theory because I was researching articles to find about Gen Z too. After that on the internet, a million things popped up. And so I was telling you about this earlier, but I think that Gen Z kids are changing the way that we disperse information. Oh, how, absolutely. How we come up with knowledge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, how we disperse it it's all shaped by cultural trends too because there is a cult like gen z has a very strong sense of culture and they know who they are millennials didn't like you know millennials are characterized by like getting screwed over their entire lives that is true and then getting stuck and now they see gen z this is just what i've heard because i'm not really a millennial not really gen z but like you know they look down at the gen z's who are coming up now Mm -hmm. and they're like we're gonna burn the place down and millennials are like i didn't know i could do that (laughs) yeah no gen z gen z is terrifying i love them no they're baddies they're so good like going back to the bad bitch era they're such good baddies baddies Every single one of them. Everyone. Except the ones that ate the Tide Pods. I don't except know what they the were. Except the Tide Pod ones. Except them. People probably choked and died on this shit more than they... Probably. They couldn't even get it down, you probably. know? Probably. I'm just trying to imagine these these people trying to get this down their gullet. Well, they chewed it. <laughs> Ew. How are you going to bite? Into it. Did they really? Yes. How are you going to bite into the Tide Pods? They didn't pod? swallow them whole, Maddie. Why would you bite into... Why would they swallow them whole? Why are they ingesting them at all? <laughs> that is the true question. <laughs> but <laughs> that is the question. But like, okay, Landon Morgan over here, cake decorator at Whole Foods. Best cake decorator I ever seen at Whole Foods. <laughs> when the Tide Pod shit was going down, he made uh, like cupcakes that were Tide Pod themed. I'm That's serious. Vile. With little like imitation Tide Pods on top of the cupcakes. These cupcakes, I worked in the bakery, sold out in two days. <laughs> Whole Foods never made so much money off of cupcakes so fast. Oh my God. Starbucks used to have one of their stupid fruity, whatever, Frappuccino things. It was one of the, one of the like seasonal ones. I think it was the unicorn oh, or maybe it yeah. was the zombie one. I don't know. I don't remember, but it looked like a Tide Pod in a cup. Well, they're marketing to the correct audience. I saw this neon green car the uh the next day like after i saw that come out and i was like 
That's what your shit's gonna look like. No, after. literally. We're after all, you drink that and ingest that, the Tide Pod kids are gonna grow up and like grow a third eye. Oh, literally. absolutely. <laughs> their children are gonna have like an arm sticking oh out God. of their rib cage. In, this is Gen Z or millennials? I don't even know. This was probably Gen Z. It was Gen Z. It was probably Zillennials, if we're gonna be honest. Actually, yeah, it was probably Zillennials. We're pretty fucked up. Do you remember that one girl who like put her own tampon in her mouth? What? Why? You have not been on YouTube. I'm telling you, I live under a rock. I tried. That and was keep like up. in the early 2000s. Yuck. In her mouth, like swallowed it? No, like sucked on it. Oh, why? And then she gagged and vomited. I didn't watch the video because I thought. I was like, that's disgusting. Please Why let would anybody this 15 want- minutes of fame end. Please let that be gone. Vile. I'm not interested in seeing that. No. No. Who? That's Who would be interested? Not the content I'm looking for. No. Oh, absolutely anyway, not. Back said? to- I don't know. The Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z, anyway. Those, were, those are the only two downsides to Gen Z. <laughs> the Tide Pods and the Tampons. <laughs> the Tide Pods and the Tampons. The two Ts. The two Ts, if you will. The Gen- Tide Tampons. Gen Z and the two Ts. <laughs> <laughs> I do say, anyway, <laughs> now I am Dr. Seuss, <laughs> and Sam I am. <laughs> I do not want green eggs and ham. Sam I am. I do not want them, Sam I am. You aren't Sam. Sam? <laughs> you are. He said, Sam, I am. You are not Sam. That's Sam. That is true. Why would he say that? Is his name Sam I am? <laughs> Wouldn't it be one word if it, that That's was a like Sam, Samium. 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 Maybe it was just a cultural thing we didn't understand. Maybe. I mean, Dr. Seuss, was he on drugs? <laughs> yeah. Was he? Probably. I don't know. This I needs could to be see researched. him being on drugs. We should talk about him on the pod. We'll do a whole episode about Dr. Seuss. Yeah. And the cat in the hat, because it needs to be done. I'd be down. So they listed a few Gen Z feminists that they thought were important, which I was surprised. I knew like almost every single one. So Jamila Jamil was the first one. Then Emma Watson, my oh my literal God. queen. I yes. love Emma Watson. Um, oh, she is amazing. If you haven't seen that really long, I can't remember what the speech was. But if you have not seen that, go watch it. It's so incredible. I. I teared up and I was in high school when I watched it. Please go watch it. It's amazing. I She's do so fucking smart. She's perfect yeah. in my eyes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If she can be my idol, I will never need to meet her. Mm-mm. Also, um, um, her and Tom Felton need to get married, just saying. No, Emma Watson needs to get married to me next. Um, Tom Felton. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, who is one of my favorite authors. Okay. She's, um, I think she's from Nigeria. She's an African novelist, and she plays on, like, history and um, fiction. It's amazing. You should... We read very different things. Different things. I like to read memoirs and nonfiction, usually. If it doesn't have an elf or a fucking <laughs> fairy or um, a vampire in it, it's a no for me, dog. True. <clears throat> but Except did... Twilight. Fuck Twilight. That's disgusting. <laughs> Twilight? Sorry, I did not like it. The iconic series Twilight. The pinnacle of f- fantasy. No. Uh-uh. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. I just saw those for the first time last year. Um, so I couldn't get through the first movie. I also, started it, and I was like, why is there a deer? And then I was like, this is boring. I really I hope that nobody idealized, is that a word? We'll find out. Um, yeah. What's his face? The pale boy, Edward Cullen. Yeah. Because he's a top-notch stalker. Scary as fuck. But- you know what I was confused about in that movie? He didn't want to fuck Bella because he was like, oh, I think I'm going to break you. And then he, like, when they fuck, he, like, 
shoves his hands. What is it? He shoves his hand on the back wall and it like destroys the wall behind no, him. No, literally. Like, like, and you're scary. As talk hell. about men who can't control their urges. No, for real. Anyway, John Legend is on this list. I don't know anything about him being a feminist, but anyway. Okay. But I, you know, I believe this this person who wrote this article because I really like them. Um, and then AOC, of course, Dolly Alderton. I don't know who that person is. Malala, of course. Of course. And we love Malala and Rupi Kaur. I'm gonna try that one, but I'm just gonna call her Rupi from now on because I don't want to totally obliterate her name (laughs) i should have researched that my bad there is this person that i did not know about um she's a writer she's a 24 a 24 year old writer and journalist named scarlett curtis who that name sounds so familiar to me okay so it should because she used to write a weekly column for the sunday Times style newspaper titled the generation z hit list and I didn't know about this, but it's been hailed by many as the voice of Gen Z feminism, which is huge because like all of Gen Z is feminism and equal rights and, you know, like anti-racism, like they're stepping the fuck up compared to anyone else yeah. ever. That's because they're not scared of anything. They're not scared because they've lived through hell. Yeah. Like they were born into the recession, like born and then all of a sudden they're trying to graduate high school and they're like, boom, bitch, the pandemic just hit. Yeah. What are you going to do now? Yeah. Like, your life sucks. <laughs> and it, as a kid in high school, can you imagine being trapped inside a house? That would suck. With in your high parents? School. And especially if you have a bad home life, that must have sucked. And then you have to do online learning. For some kids, that was beneficial. But, like, I cannot imagine. I was super fortunate because I finished my last year of college. It was my senior year when the pandemic hit. When the pandemic hit, I was working for Disney and they were like, we're going to keep paying you. And I was like, lit. And then they were like, okay, we don't want you anymore. Um, Here's a severance package for a lot of money. And I said, also lit. And I said, (laughs) I'm moving. And they said, do you want a job again? I said, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) What, you don't want to sit, stand with your hands on your hips and your foot out? Yeah, me me as Mickey Mouse. You still stand like that sometimes. Because I'm traumatized forever. (laughs) Anyway, I still will be going to Disney World and drinking my avocado margarita from of course. Mexico and Epcot. Of course. Okay, this person on the same article, I do want to read some of these quotes because I just, like, I'm not really Gen Z because I feel like I don't keep up well enough even when I try. I don't think I keep up enough either right but you do better than me and still like we get along for a reason because we're like kind of on the same page on Mm -hmm. the in-between here yeah but like my sister's three years younger than i am and like she be talking about stuff and i don't know what she's talking about my roommate my friend is that emma yes she is yeah no exactly she'll she'll say stuff and i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about like i'm just kind of all over that then she has to explain it to me and then 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 i know yeah but then it's lost its meaning because gen z finds their humor through like these niche moments that last and then for one second but then you have to then you have to explain it to somebody and it's not funny and it's not funny anymore yeah but anyway, so like they, their attention span is decreasing. They have fleeting moments. It's really cool. You should get on board with it if you have the capacity. Obviously, I don't. But so Grace, uh, who is 18 years old, 18 years old. When I was 18, I was stupid. But Grace, I think 18, I was. St- I have no idea what I was doing at 18. I was baby. And that is a Gen Z reference. I would like everyone to note that. I have no idea what that reference Let the record is. show that i am smart i don't know the reference (laughs) okay exactly (laughs) you're not on board that's that's why you're not in the cool kids club (laughs) that's the only thing i know i promise that and stan which i actually know the history behind stan i'll tell you if we have time okay but 
Um, oh, okay. I learned gas. That's so gas. You didn't know that? No. Okay, wait, I do feel a little ahead of the curve. <laughs> I had no idea. It's because I'm the oldest kid in my family also, probably. Hmm. They they do be talking Well, the kid who said that, uh, he explained it to me, and I called him gassy for the rest <laughs> of the time um, that he... Uh, That's appropriate. ...hung out at our house, but... I support that. Yeah. I stand that. I mean, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Grace18 said... Everyone should be a feminist because it's about equality. It's not about telling women what they should or shouldn't do. If someone wants to wear makeup, then they can. And if they don't want to wear makeup, then they don't have to. But there's an issue with many self-proclaimed feminists being gatekeepers. Feminism is also about helping men, helping them express their emotions and not have to be the breadwinners of a family and destroying toxic masculinity. Holy shit, this girl is 18. No, literally, I didn't figure that out until I was in my early 20s. Like, I don't know. I didn't figure a lot of things out until early 20s. But Wait, that's awesome. Right? She's smart as shit. No, because, like, it's true. Like, feminism is, of course, about women. But it's so much about men. Yeah. Because they do not have their shit together. And they're the ones that are running this whole place. And it's like, y'all are just... We just got out the house. Like, some people... Well, yeah, we did in the 19-fucking-20s. Some people just got out the house 60 years ago. Yeah, honestly. And, like... Are you seriously, like, gonna sit here and be like, I know best, and like, you know, that's crazy, and like, they have no... This 18-year-old knows more than... Grace knows more than all y'all. Yeah. And like, but for real, men are not connected to to their emotions, and if you have time, I would research this thing called the heterosexual double bind, which is just about how, like, women need emotions to feel comfortable enough to have sex, and men need sex. That's a great... Right. I agree with that. But men feel that they need to have sex in order to feel to comfortable feel sharing emotion. their emotions. So they're constantly that people... That sucks. But like, and then what's the norm? Heterosexuality. So why is this world so fucked up? Because we promote a norm that is intended to be dysfunctional. That's why, I mean, what is it? 40, 40% average um, in America of marriages fail. They end in divorce. 40%. Yeah. That is crazy. Because, I mean, also, and we can get into that another time, customs are a huge thing and, like, just convention, American just convention. Just communicate, people. Just communicate. Communicate. And if you don't know how, fucking learn. Yeah. Fucking I, I struggle sometimes, and I'm Everyone a cancer. Does. The poor cancers, are. everyone loves them, and they just get shit on. It's no one loves us. What are you talking about? <gasps> like, every fucking Instagram account always bashes on us for crying all the time. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I love cancer. Everyone I've ever met loves cancer. Anyway, I'm a cancer stan. <laughs> but, rupee core? I said I wasn't going to try that again, nope, but I did. <laughs> you did. You took a chance and swing and a miss. She's, she's who knows? She's, um, she's a poet. I think primarily, and she wrote this, which sounds like prose, but it's really just a description because she's like so poetic. But she said, our bodies are not our property. We are told that we must be conservative. A good South Asian girl is quiet, does as she is told. Sex does not belong to her. It is something that happens to her on her wedding night. It is for him. We know sexual violence intimately. We experience alarming rates of rape from thousands of years of shame and oppression from the community and from colonizer after colonizer. But we also challenge that narrative every single day. And this poetry is just one route for doing that. 
I think that's so important that she said that. My favorite part of that is she said, we know sexual violence intimately. Yeah. And like, that's definitely true for, I guess, who she identifies as, um, which is a South Asian girl, possibly. But I mean, I would say that's true for all women. And if you are not a woman who has experienced sexual violence before, like, honestly, good. But most women have either experienced... But that can be mentally too. It can be a lot of things and yeah it doesn't have to just be physical this can be mental too right and if you haven't experienced that that's amazing but you will at most point, women probably. probably most women have experienced that or know somebody who has gone through some shit yeah like i i can't even count on my hands the amount like i i've not enough fingers to count the amount of women i know that have been hit been like emotionally abused sexually abused like raped just all the even yeah. some have died from that or just like drug related and sexual violence like it's awful yeah awful and pff, so much to say but yeah with like but gen z is coming out the gate here like our whole thing is about feminism mm-hmm. and gen z is totally reshaping one how we spread and disperse information and then two like about feminism and how we're attacking these social things what gen z feminist icons all have in common is that they channel their creativity expertly to tell their stories. And then they're so un- unapologetic mm-hmm. in their approach. And, and they just don't like, give a fuck. They're, they're sharing. They're, they're sharing being. their story. Like 10 years ago, I feel like that wouldn't happen. No, it wouldn't. Because what is it? There's like this weird juxtaposition that we have between the generations. And I feel like we can see both. Whether or not we identify with both, we can see what's happening. And so some some of these generations like gen x and millennials they've been isolated and i think it's related to the information age because the information age is like pretty much gen z from what i know and gen z is the one who came up with tiktok came like i joined instagram when i was in eighth grade what is that like the 2010s (laughs) the teens and i think i was in eighth grade as well back then it was a photography site yeah it was was. it yep and like Gen Z came in and totally changed it into social media. I was upset, but I still like, I love Instagram, but it's really all about appearances. But then they came in with TikTok. And at first you're just like, oh, another social media platform. No, TikTok Mm-mm. is sculpted to you. And like, yes, that's a little scary, but like, honestly, if you're going to tune in to some like information source it should be TikTok because that is the voice of the people. Oh, yeah. That's the voice of the younger generation. The algorithm that they have created, amazing. I agree. And there are so many people out here like bashing TikTok, which you can bash TikTok for its reasons. I, I understand like, you know, the D'Amelios have their issues and there's all kinds of things. But that is like TikTok is a representation of this world. It's not just dancing it's not just five of these people it's it's a whole huge community and you can find a community yeah and talk about about anything over the pandemic is when this blew up and when no one had community they found it on tiktok people start dating from tiktok and like yeah i have seen some of those videos right and i'll look over like me and my sister will both be on tiktok and i'll look over and she'll be like looking up some scientific research backed up and like you can it's visual and audio so you can see the research they have screenshots and they're showing it with link like these are resources these are references like primary sources sometimes well even like i've gotten true i've I've seen true crime stories that i've 
learned entirely over TikTok. I would say if this is not equal to the like level of factual information you can get from TV or like other internet Twitter. sources or like better, like more reliable. Yeah. I would say it would be more yeah. reliable than yes, a lot of things. Absolutely. Because these people are really just pulling, they're mad. Gen Z's mad about everything happening in this world and they're pulling information and they're showing you and they're telling you that it's wrong and they're taking action. Well, they're trying to do shit about it. Yeah. Instead of just sitting around and waiting for other people to do because it, it's they're not gonna doing change. it. It's not going to no. change. Like, they bought out Trump's entire arena. Amazing. The whole thing. Amazing. Can it, like, <laughs> that's a, that's like a. Millennials would never. That's a, like an elected official. Like, yeah. that. they just did it. They just did. They altered the course of, like, of this really prominent public popular figure and they said we don't like him and they just <laughs> they just like totally publicly we don't like you you're not they, wearing pink so you can't sit with and us. that is literally the vibe they had yeah. they were like we're gonna publicly embarrass you with our eyes closed <laughs> they Honestly. have so much power and they're using it and be like i don't care if anyone's mad about it because like good for them um so uh, honestly i w- i really just want to talk about bras I would love to talk more about bras. Let's talk about bras. So, one common thing between all of these different feminism protests and and whatever eras of, you know, equality for women and and feminism, really, is, is bras. Like, trading corsets for bras in the 1920s. Fuck corsets. Honestly, I don't... Really, I feel like breathing. Um, and then in the 60s, they were burning bras. And now, people aren't even wearing bras. People are not wearing people bras. People are like, free the nipple now. No more over-the-shoulder boulder holders, fellas. No. No. We're not, we're not, we're not fucking with bras anymore. Also, leave my shoulders out of it. I got sent to ISS in school for, not my shoulders actually, because you weren't allowed to wear spaghetti straps. I got sent to ISS for having too short shorts. Which is like, you can't see anything. It is not our job to control little snot-nosed boys. And if you cannot cannot fucking parent your kids to the point that they can focus in class without getting a boner because they see a fucking shoulder... That is your problem. And that goes back to your similarities things with the with uh, the 20s. How, what is it, ankles were just shown for the ankles, first time? Ankles, yeah. Like, the whole calf, really. So, if you're policing your kids out here because, oh, you, your fingertips don't reach the end of your shorts, you are just like the people in the 20s who are like, women are showing their ankles. That's gross. Because it's literally not a sexual reproductive organ Absolutely on your body. Your not. shoulders are not a sexual reproductive organ. I understand a kid showing up in like a super crop top and tiny little booty shorts. I understand that. Like okay? if you're wearing a bikini to school, maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that maybe I'm gonna be the asshole in fifty years and they're gonna be like, I hate you. But yeah, the whole like free the nipple thing, like free the nipple now and it's how many times can I say nipple? How many times <laughs> can you say nipple? The next thing I do wanna bring up is breaking traditional gender roles. In the twenties, I forgot to mention this earlier, they women started wearing pants. And men I mean, men now are painting their nails. Women yeah. are not feeling pressured to shave their entire bodies. That stuff literally 
isn't gendered. We just make it gendered. We made it that way. It's like the whole pink is a girl color, blue is a boy color. Like, huh? It's all that. Like, now what pink are you is a frat about? boy color. So. It is. It is. It is fucking Kyle, fucking Chad's color now. Chad. They're also like experimenting with clothing in general. Like, fucking, we have to mention Harry Styles. We have to. We have to mention Harry Styles. His clothing, iconic. Magazine cover, iconic. What he's done for the gay community is iconic and like, not even just the gay community. Everyone. I see, I only see it through the gay community lens. Because you're fucking gay. I'm fucking gay. You're fucking gay. Fucking, you're gay. (laughs) (laughs) Gay? Also, is Harry Styles gay? No one has said. He has not told us. We don't know. All I know is that every lesbian in America would go for Harry Styles, and that is the only man that they would That's go for. That's how I know I'm not a lesbian. It's okay. We'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Our love can withstand anything. Okay. <laughs> you know who else is, you know, very much gay vibes? Who? You're gonna... I'm ready. Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. What do you Okay, mean? good. I didn't think you were gonna... Dude, she... Okay, you heard it here because, like I said... Rachel knows shit just just because she does. I do. And um, anyone else out there in the gay community knows that this has been highly researched. <laughs> this is <laughs> s- severely researched that Taylor Swift is gay. We all know it. She hasn't said it. No. And we're going to hold back until she says it. But then everyone's going to fucking break loose. Like oh, the gates of hell she's going to break the fucking internet. Taylor, please. Come out as gay. Please, Taylor. <laughs> At least bisexual. Do it for us. <laughs> just just me and Maddie. Just us. <laughs> and Harry Styles. They and, dated. And for you. Yeah. She's gay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did they she really? is. She's gay. Holy shit. I'm telling you. But Jake Gyllenhaal. We're learning information because you're a part of the straight community. And I'm part of the gay community. Yeah. And we're really sharing knowledge right now. We are breaking the internet. Maybe people already know this, and we just, again, Zillennials. Maybe we live under a fucking rock. We're in limbo. What are we doing? Uh, I do want to talk about the mental health situation. Yeah. So, back then, they just started researching fucking mental health and psychology. Now, these bitches are talking about it. They are sharing their own stories. They are, like, it is so normal now to talk about depression and talk about anxiety. And that is amazing. There's something I really do want to mention because people are out here saying that, like, Gen Z is too sensitive and they're, 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 like, not working hard enough. They're not, quote, unquote, pulling themselves up by the bootstraps, which... I cannot tell you how many times I've heard older older generations talk about that, say that exact line. Yeah. But, but really, like, these people are just calling out what is going on, like, psychologically about themselves and They're other just people. mad because they didn't, have the, they didn't have the guts to say anything. And they're mad because they got left out. And they were like, well, I had to suffer, and now you should too. And Gen Z's like, no, we're not going to suffer just We've because... We've suffered fucking enough. Like, you've made me suffer. You fact. did. <laughs> yeah. But I forgot that I wanted to mention this last thing from the article I read, which I'm not sure is true or not. Somebody should research it. Maybe it should be me. <laughs> but apparently there are more CEOs named John than there are women CEOs altogether. At all. At all. Isn't that crazy? Um, oh my God. Talk about the social pull. So like men will go through hallways or whatever. They'll go like walking towards someone. And if somebody is walking towards them, they don't move out of the way. Oh my God. Can I? They just can keep I just walking. say 
Can I just say my piece? Are you? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so you know, like a few weeks ago, we were walking down the hallway, yes. and you moved to the side. No, yes. To let a man pass you. Yes. And I told you, I said, oh, I no longer move out of the way for men. You've said that several times because I still, it is ingrained in my No, brain. I know. So, and I watch you do it. I still catch myself and I'm like, no. Yeah. I am no longer fucking moving Why do I do for that? a man. And it's because funny. Because it's just, that's how it is. It's funny because like in that social poll, men like almost a hundred percent, like in a, at an alarming rate, do not move out of the way for anyone. They just keep walking with that sense of entitlement which is now what i do <laughs> which is now what you do because like, except if it's a woman i will move out of the way for, for a woman. real for real and like women it's like statistically proven that they will move out of the way for anyone approaching them like head on it yep. this is a real fact yeah. and i was in the hall at work the other day and i was telling i was telling my coworker, my older male white male coworker, about this who's like amazing i love him and <laughs> just like in the middle of this conversation and a man approaches me and i literally move out of the way and i say sorry and he was like you just did it i said that my brain is broken like and if you want to talk about just like systemic things that you can't really see every day that are so nuanced. That's one of them. Yeah. Like, and like you want to talk about racial inequality and feminism or like, you know, minority groups is like they're not negatively impacted anymore. Yes, the fuck they are on a psychological level. Yeah. And you don't get it unless you are a part of that group. If you focus on it just for a day, focus on yourself and like what you do when you see a man walking towards you. If you're a female or if you're a male, whatever, or like whatever you identify as, just, just notice. Yeah. No, because I noticed myself moving out of the way for every single man. We need to talk about Susan. Why did we pick the name Susan? I don't know. But Susan, she's a girl that's, I think, younger Younger than than us, us. but not that much younger because you're 24. So she's like, I don't know, in that range. She's in her twenties. I trained her at our location. She's at a different location now she's a quiet girl pretty like you know conservative whatever like in herself I don't know her like that but like she was hired on as a tech she was hired on as a tech which is what Rachel and I do yep and we like you know set up these huge events for these um little CEOs coming in to have their work meetings mm-hmm. and like this and is we tech we're and- talking about big things like giant screens um and just to like drape around the room you know these are things that are very tall very heavy you know but we we do it and we, we do adapt it well we and do it really yes well. we do it really well I will and say. we adapt yeah we adapt and like we're yeah smart. yeah susan's really smart too smart. and she's more than capable very capable and then one of the our locations cross a lot so one of our male coworkers, who's also our age comes over and just brings up to me this person like never like says something unless it's important kind of thing yeah um like not the most outgoing talkative and so he's telling me he's like oh the sweetest human being you will ever meet amazing person is telling me he's telling me like oh did you know susan is over here doing like paperwork for my boss at this location and i'm like huh wasn't she hired as a tech and he's like yeah but she hasn't teched once also her other job is a tech is a tech in like a better than this job tech yeah because like, she has yeah to do like more. doing doing other things, other and, things. And, and definitely overqualified to be doing paperwork yes and so like she is over here just doing paperwork and calling her boss mr and then his so first and name. so yeah mr first name yeah and i heard that and i was like uh no no yeah yeah we both got 
angry. Yeah. And like the male coworkers around us at different ages, like different, like a variety of ages also got mad because that's messed up. It's bullshit. That's messed up. So messed up. But we just learned today, like this is still happening in the workplace. I just wanted to put that at the forefront of everyone's yeah. minds. And like Rachel and I are lucky because we have a lot to say. <laughs> we, um, let's just say we are we don't hold back we don't hold back no no um we get what we want when we want it yes we because we work stick up for ourselves we 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 work our asses we've i think we've worked not that we like have to work to have a voice like to earn the voice but we like deserve that voice because we show up we show out and like yeah Yeah. and i have something to say and i'm gonna say it now because i care way too much about the job. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah. But. I mean, I've had to, like, kind of s- step out of it, like, a little bit, just because I feel like I was I was taking it home with me, and that... Yeah, you don't want to do you that. You don't want to do that. Other people will tell you to, and then you shouldn't no, do it. <laughs> no, I'm not taking my job home with me. Yeah, that was just the situation, but that's still happening. And, and the fact that a male coworker came up to you and yeah. noticed it, that's amazing. And that's cool because he's also a part of Gen Z, technically, I guess, right? Because no, he's younger. millennial. Millennial? Are you sure? He's a millennial. Wow. There's a millennial, maybe. No, millennial. Yes. Oh, okay, whatever. Anyway, the world's changing. Times are changing. Again, I love Gen Z. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. And then, <laughs> let's, let's tackle the title of our whole thing. Right. Bad oh my bitch. god, yes. Bad bitch breakfast. Okay. Dove Cameron. That's all I want to say, first of all. I adore end, her. End of podcast. I adore Dove Cameron. Do you, for those of you who do not know who Dove Cameron is. Iconic. She was, icon. got her start on Disney Channel as she did. Liv and Maddie, right? Sure. Oh, I, yeah. is that her? I really I think it is. Person. I think it, that's the twins, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, Liv and Maddie. it was the whole time. Yeah, but it was her. Yeah, but it was her. Yeah. Yeah, and so like she glowed up and then I don't know her really past that point but stunning stunningly beautiful um she's been in a couple stuff she's been in um some acting stuff but mostly she's been doing music as far as i've seen Mm -hmm. uh after disney channel incredible voice first of all also this specific music video i don't know if you've seen it it's called breakfast it's been all over that song has been all over tiktok like it's a great okay it's a good song but then you i came into work and you were like you have to watch this video. yeah you don't love it because i watched the video and i was like this is amazing. It's the incredible. Stan, the what she's oh my god. You need to take what the three minutes or whatever to watch this video yeah. because it is it is a work of art and it is a political masterpiece. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And I would expect nothing less from her. And she yeah, no, she's truly she represents Gen Z wonderfully. Oh, absolutely. Because not only is she putting herself out there, putting all like airing out everyone's shit, calling them out. She really is. She was calling out Road versus Wade. And she's so highly intelligent. She doesn't care. She's got tattoos all over her body. She yep. wears what she wants. Yep. And she looks amazing. 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 And she's so confident. Yes. So confident. Everyone 
should want to be like and that she's camera. real i don't know if she's you went real. through her like social media oh i love her but <laughs> she will post herself crying she will post herself on bad days without makeup without makeup she will post text message conversations like hard text message conversations about like depression and anxiety and she's so real it's amazing so genuine i like i didn't know because my only impression before i met you was the live in maddie thing yeah if that is in fact her <laughs> it is her yeah, yeah i'm okay. pretty sure i never watched that show it was I okay. saw her after. I saw her in the in college. I watched the Disney Channel oh, movies. Those movies. Yeah. But anyway, that's how I found her. And then I was like, hmm, she has a beautiful voice. Let me look her up. Looked her up. Found all this music on Spotify, and I'm like, fuck. And it's good music. It's good music. Yeah. Boppin. She's amazing. So. But so that's amazing. why she's the center of our title because. That music video, yeah. That music video is is amazing, and you should watch it. Really opened my eyes. I agree. We can put a link somewhere. Yeah, we'll put Mm -hmm. a link in the description, but amazing. Gen Z is killing it. And Gen Z, I would like to mention, generations usually hate each other. But Gen Z and millennials have come together in ways I did not ever expect. I've never seen or heard of generations doing this before because TikTok, for instance is a way for people to come together. Yeah. And Gen Z started this pretty much. And millennials are kind of joining TikTok. Like through the pandemic, I remember it was like, I'm 30 and I'm on TikTok. I hope, I'm sorry that I'm impeding on your territory. And Gen Z is literally responding to that with, you can be here. It's yeah. okay. Like you can be on TikTok. It's not just for us. We're not exclusive. No. We're just trying to like express ourselves and fix the problems that this world is facing. And millennials are still like trying to cope with that because they're yeah. all well, they're like I don't dipping anywhere. their toe in, and then they're like, "Oh no, it's too cold." Millennials are like, like I "Maybe was told I'll go in a little bit." That I don't know who I am. I was never given the opportunity to, and now I'm stuck. And Gen Z is like, "It's okay." Millennials and Gen Z are just working together, and together we will fix everything. That's we're the digestive system. Together, we're the digestive system. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna digest all of this. And then shit it out. Just it's, shit you know, it out. Become whoever's after Gen Z. Is there another alphabet? <laughs> Probably. Or something weird. Like Was there like a generation A? Did we go through just all of the letters? I have no idea. I don't know. Well, there was baby boomers. Yeah. What, Why do the they heck? keep just mixing these words this in with so the letters? It's so difficult to understand, you know? Like who picks, I want to know who goes in. Who picks those? Who picks those? Who also, I want to know who picks the names for hurricanes. Do they just like have a family member who's like, oh, you know, Ian's really getting on my nerves and I'm in charge of yeah. this. So like Hurricane Ian. Well, but what about Hurricane Katrina? Maybe Katrina's a bitch. More like Hurricane Tortilla. Tortilla? That's a reference. I don't know. It's a it's a Vine reference. Oh. Millennials, get on board. Maybe you are more of a millennial than I am. <laughs> My brother. I mean, I'm the oldest again, so maybe yeah, I'm a little more Yeah, connected. that's true. I had an older brother. Mm-hmm. How the turntables. How the turntables. You got that one. You know I what? Mean, that's our research. That's, that's our show. That's all, folks. Um, Porky the pig. Damn, I'm really showing my age with that one. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should give thank yous. Oh, absolutely. Anyone you would like to thank? Beckett. I would like to thank God. No. <laughs> I'd like to thank God. You just for said putting, Beckett. That's it. That's true. Right, that's true. Honestly. If Beckett we, is God. If we True. Beckett is the person who created our jingle, 
Beckett Dylan. Beckett is the most talented human being. Please go listen to his EP. Yes. We will link it. Yeah, We yeah. will link it in the description. <laughs> I would also like to thank Chase for letting us use this microphone. Yep, supplying the mic. Um, You don't even want to see what we did to your room. <laughs> <laughs> Because this microphone... We also moved <laughs> furniture. There's a lot going on there in here. Is, There's there a is. rack of clothing just right by my ear <laughs> needed, right now. We needed to soak up some sound, okay? Yeah, everything's different. You're going to come back and everything's No one is going to listen this far. Um, I would like to thank Magnolia. Mags. Mags. A two-year-old came no. up with the Hi, Hello, Hey because she would do this thing when she was two. Um, this is my friend's kid. She would just like pick up this old phone that was not connected to anything, poor thing. She, she it was a toy. It's a toy, but it was talking a real phone. Talking to Elmo. It was a real, she's talking to Elmo, bitch. And so she'd pick up <laughs> What's the, up, Elmo? She'd be like, hi, hello, hey. And one time a spam caller called me and I gave the phone to her and she goes, hi. And they're like, hello, hello. <laughs> and then they're like, can I talk to your mommy? Hi, hello, hey. hey. And so just that, that is my favorite. I have personally never seen Magnolia do that, but I've heard and I love it. She's amazing. And I say that quite often. Hi, hello, hey. Hi, hello, hey. He's iconic. But yeah, anyway, on that note, thank you for listening. Thank, thank you, you to you. Thank you for thank being you. a lamb. Thank you for being a lamb. Yeah. Yeah. And now. Go oh, goose up the place. Go man. goose up the place. Um, and now a word from our sponsor. Do the men in your life just never seem to shut the f*** up? Is it like they never learn to be considerate of other people? Does the mansplaining just never seem to end? Try Goose Tape! It's 100% effective at ensuring that you get some peace and quiet. No more of that pesky talk, 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 talk. Now you have a cheap, affordable solution to getting back to relaxing, and your man can get back to doing what he does best. Not talking out of turn. This product is not FDA approved and was studied under very poor circumstances. No man was harmed more than any woman or gender queer individual in the course of their day-to-day -day lives. This product is proven to be 100% effective, and you will not receive money back guarantee, so don't ask. May cause period-like symptoms in men, which we are not responsible for compensating. Disclaimer, this ad is fake. In other words, it isn't real, Karen. Goose tape. Shh.